patience is like one of my number one challenges in life. But something that has been helping me lately is to think of time as like a tool. And the more time that passes and the more time you put into something, the better results you're going to get. So instead of using time as a weapon against myself and saying, oh, I need to hit this goal by this date, or I should have already done it in this amount of time, or it's taking too long. Hi, my name is Shlomo Salson. I'm the host of Dreamers University. The first and third Tuesday of every month, I'm going to provide you with an episode filled with inspiring stories and practical tips to help you live your dream life. If you want to commit to achieving your dreams, go ahead, subscribe to this podcast and enjoy this episode. Hey, Dream Makers, welcome to another episode of Dreamers University. This is your host, Shlomo Solson. Today we have Kelsey Aida, and she is a next generation thought leader who has taught thousands of people on how to own their power and win at life. She has inspirational blogs, online courses, and international retreats. She's an author of four books, hashtag actually I can, affirmations for happiness, letters to the universe, and my pocket guide to manifestation. She's a co-host to a popular personal development podcast called High Vibing It. In today's podcast episode, Kelsey is going to discuss manifestation tips and activities to create the life that you want. Wow. How are you, Kelsey? I'm great. I'm excited. It's a sunny day here where I live. Finally, it's been gloomy. So I'm like, oh, sun is out. It's going to be a great weekend. <laughs> it's not excited cold in North to- Carolina right now? It's not too cold. No, it's pretty moderate, luckily. It was chilly for a second, but it's getting better. So it's going to be a good day. I'm excited to talk about manifestation, one of my favorite things to talk about. Awesome. I discovered you maybe a couple months ago, a month month and a half ago, read your book, amazing book. And I, I learned a lot about manifestation. You know, I knew about manifestation. Probably I discovered it maybe in my mid to late 20s. But I always used it in my life without even knowing it. Everyone has a different definition of manifestation. How do you define manifestation? Yeah. So for me, when I'm talking about manifestation and teaching on it, it's really the art of deliberate creation because we're always manifesting all the time, but not always on purpose, not always from our conscious desires. Um, So when I talk about manifestation, I mean creating your life in a certain way with intention and purpose. And as a lifestyle to practice manifesting, manifestation is really just to live in your highest energetic alignment while at the same time going for everything that you want physically, energetically, mentally, and aligning your energy so you can manifest, create the experiences, and the dreams that you want. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that's important? I think it's important because if we don't follow our true heart's desires, we are not happy. I think in order to be a really happy, healthy person, you have to, to some degree, go for and fulfill your needs, your wants, desires, your preferences, 
And I know that like for me, I used to have depression and a lot of it stemmed from not being able to get to where I wanted to go in life. Also, just not having a good relationship to my emotions and not knowing how to process things. But I think that when you can't go for what you want or you can't get what you want, it can be so defeating to the human spirit because we know on a spiritual level that we're here to create and to play and to move energy. And when we can't do that, I think it really affects our well-being and our zest for life. So I feel like it's one of the most important things in order to have a good quality of life is like to allow yourself to dream and allow yourself to go in that direction. And manifestation is just a really deliberate way to use energy to do that. So you're not just only in the 3D hustling, making it happen, but you're also co-creating with the universe, with God, with your higher self, whatever you want to call it, to make it easier and more effective and more efficient to get to where you're trying to go. When you look at successful people who have built businesses, who have a lot of influence, who have a lot of money, they all, some of them say luck play plays a big factor in some of their success. And some other people look up to them and say, oh, he or she got lucky. Do you think luck and manifestation go hand in hand or do you think they're completely separate things? I think they can coexist. I think the more you focus on good things in your life and the more um, focused you are on your dreams and what you want and where you're going, I think you're going to create, quote unquote, more luck for yourself. I think you're going to create more opportunity and more energy in that direction. But I also think that there probably is a place for karma or if you believe in past lives maybe this is the life where it's meant to be a little easier or a little harder or whatever your soul is trying to learn so I think it's a little bit of both but I think if you think you're an unlucky person and you constantly feel unlucky you're going to keep creating that experience for yourself because law of attraction aside which yes the law of attraction is going to reflect to you more of like how you feel about your life but even without that just thinking in your brain, oh, I'm an unlucky person, you're going to be constantly trying to prove your bias. So you're going to be looking for evidence all the time of why you're unlucky, why it never works out for you, why you're like the victim or whatever. And in doing that, you're just going to keep solidifying that experience for yourself. So I think, yes, there is such a thing as like some people might naturally be more lucky than others, but I think luck is something you can honestly manifest and create more of for yourself. I remember the first time I realized I was manifesting. It was right out of college. And just to give you a background, Kelsey, I I, I went to speech therapy for about seven years. For 15 years, I was made fun of because people told me I had a speech impediment. People couldn't understand me. People, uh, I just mumbled a lot. And I remember right out of college, I decided that I was going to join Toastmasters because I wanted to inspire people. I wasn't very good at public speaking. I joined Toastmasters, which is a public speaking club. And I also took a Dale Carnegie uh, course, sales program course. And they had these speech competitions. And I, jo I joined it for fun. But when I'm doing my speech, I told myself, you know what? I'm here to win. 
and I would visualize myself winning and winning and winning and doing great and inspiring people, making people laugh. And I end up winning three speech competitions in a row. And I was just one away to making it in Las Vegas. And I'm going against people who have been speaking for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And, and I realized, wow, if I actually believe in myself and if I actually visualize something, things great things can happen. So yes, I did get lucky, but I also, I, I feel like a part of me, some type of energy flew through just feeling that I was going to win. Yeah, that's a super powerful story. And if we can like throw some manifesting lessons in there, mm -hmm. it would be like you had the desire, right? That you mm -hmm. wanted to be an awesome speaker, inspire people. You were lit up by like a great purpose. And then you didn't just sit on the couch and do nothing about it. You were like, I'm going to take inspired action and join this club and practice and get better and hone this skill and this craft. And then you had to, I'm sure, enter these competitions mm -hmm. and you had to show up to these competitions. So it just goes to show the co-creative aspect of it, right? Like you had a vision and then you actually took steps forward in that direction. Because I think where a lot of people get stuck in the law of attraction is they're like, oh, I'll just put it on my vision board and it's just going to happen. <laughs> they think yeah. they don't have to play any part in it. And it's like, well, if you didn't have to play any part in creating this thing that you want, you probably wouldn't have a body. You wouldn't have a voice. You wouldn't be able to take action physically if it wasn't like an important part of the process so not to poop on everyone's like idea of manifestation that it's like we'll just come to your lap because sometimes it does just come when you're super mm -hmm. in alignment but more than likely you're going to have the desire and then you're going to have the resources or the action steps to take or the next idea to act on in order to help bring it to fruition so i really think that's a perfect success story of manifestation do you have a success story that you've had in in the past i know you talked about uh i also saw on your social media you went through a three-year depression period and that's when you kind of got into manifestation but what 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 is your story how did you get into manifestation yeah so the depression was like my first spiritual awakening so in being depressed you realize that the most important thing is quality of life, right? And without quality of life, you like if you have a really, really, really bad quality of life to such a degree that you don't want to live your life, that's not how it's supposed to be. So I think a part of myself knew like, okay, I didn't just come here to be miserable, right? Like this can't be how it ends. This can't be my fate. This It doesn't make sense. Why would I just come here to feel bad? So in having that almost like spiritual questioning, I just really started thinking about life a lot. I was like, what's the purpose of life? What are we here to do? How are we meant to feel good? What does living in alignment look like? And I started learning a lot about energy and positive psychology and emotional healing. And I was putting into practice everything that I was learning, trying it all, courses, books, different perspectives, just different lifestyles. And eventually I came to a place of like, okay, I have a good toolkit of things that have really helped me out of this hole. I'm feeling great now. And I really want other people to have these same personal development, self-empowerment tools because I don't believe in unnecessary suffering. Like at, from a humanitarian perspective, I just feel like a lot of the suffering that happens is not necessary and avoidable. Yes, mm -hmm. suffering can be a part of life, Pain is definitely an inevitable part of life, 
but suffering when it doesn't have to happen that's like my that's my biggest thing i'm just like let's eliminate all the suffering we possibly can right there's already enough pain going around here so i decided it, when i was feeling better and things were working for me that i was like i gotta teach this to everybody what's the best way i can teach this to everybody i think i have to start writing books i just have to be an author that's the way to reach the most people with the lowest price point and books can go really viral in a sense in a real life sense and can reach a lot of people so i decided to be an author and of course like nobody knew who i was <laughs> and i didn't want to write the book in vain i wanted people to actually read it so that's when i started kelseyaida.com and i would write about healing from depression healing your anxiety loving yourself manifesting your dreams how to heal your emotions how to move energy just everything that was working for me and i was learning at the time and i've always had a gift for really learning and understanding things from many perspectives and then making it simple and breaking it down even in like elementary school like kids wouldn't understand the lesson in class and on the playground i would just explain it to them like from a different angle mm -hmm. and they would get it like super fast like it took the teacher like six hours of explaining and they still can't get it and then i can give it to them in two minutes so i was like hmm you when know did you write your first content about manifestation how long ago was that it was probably like nine years ago nine eight years or nine ago. years ago yeah because i think i was like 18 or 19 and now i'm 20 nine yeah <laughs> now so i'm 29 so it takes yeah, time to develop definitely. that brand and it takes time to be a subject matter expert and just to give people another perspective in whatever endeavor you go into whether you do want a personal brand or want to have your own business or you want to be a finance expert whatever that is it it takes a lot of time and people need to be patient with him. People yeah. need to uh, do their own research and people need to hire mentors and coaches and listen to podcasts and eventually something will click. And now you have like what, 12, 13,000 followers on Instagram following you on learning about manifestation. That's awesome. Yeah, we have like, I think over 300,000 downloads on our podcast, High Vibe in it. So that's pretty sweet. Trying to hit a million by the end of this year, but I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm open to it. Universe, I'm open. <laughs> Working towards it. Uh, that's a lot of downloads. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty excited. I mean, we've been doing it for three years. So it's not like we just started yesterday, but slow and steady growth. I think mm -hmm. you made a good point to the patience piece, <laughs> which can be hard when you're a big dreamer and you're really mm -hmm. ambitious and you want it yesterday. And like, I totally get that. Trust me. Patience is like one of my number one challenges in life, but Something that has been helping me lately is to think of time as like a tool. And the more time that passes and the more time you put into something, the better results you're going to get. So instead of using time as a weapon against myself and saying, oh, I need to hit this goal by this date, or I should have already done it in this amount of time, or it's taking too long, I just think, well, you know, a tree doesn't like rush its growth and the growth is exponential, right? At first it grows slow and then it grows big and huge. And then there's like a huge forest from it, but it didn't happen overnight, but it did happen naturally. Like growth is natural. It's like the most natural thing of nature and we are a part of nature. So like, why wouldn't we naturally grow and our lives would grow and our bank accounts would grow and our wisdom would grow? Like, that's the direction that we head in. But when you're constantly upset about the rate of the growth, that can really just 
cause unnecessary suffering. Back to the mm-hmm. suffering theme. <laughs> and I, I remember listening to one of your episodes, you know, you talk about the deadline, putting a deadline on your goals. It's a very interesting perspective because when, when they tell you to make smart goals, they tell you to make a deadline. But what you're saying is don't put a tight deadline in it because now all of a sudden you go in scarcity mode, scarcity mode, and you start stressing and having anxiety towards the goal. And then you, when you put pressure on that goal, what happens? Yeah. I mean, it's not putting pressure on yourself is not always conducive to like the results that you want. It's mm-hmm. usually uh, energetically like hinders you because then mm-hmm. instead of having like free flow energy, creative energy, a lot of energy, you're feeling tired, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling exhausted, you're judging yourself for not having done it fast enough. Why aren't I there yet? And that's going to lower your vibration and honestly just make it harder to create whatever you're trying to create. So I don't think that deadlines are always bad or goals and certain dates are bad, but I think you have to be really open with them and just gentle with yourself if you do want to set dates and don't overestimate how much you can do in a short period of time, mm-hmm. which Very most of true. us do. Yeah. <laughs> now let's, let's go into the practical tips because I did read your, your book manifestation guide, uh, pocket guide to manifestation. And in each, you have different chapters. You have a chapter for financial abundance. You have a chapter for health. You have a chapter for relationships. You have a chapter for peace. You have a chapter for purpose. But I saw a, a theme and a trend between all the chapters. And each chapter, you go into step-by-step on what you can do, the questions you can ask, the activities you can have. And let's suppose anyone who's listening to this they want financial abundance because a lot of my listeners do want to make more money, whether it's a side hustle or their own business. How can someone step-by-step step reach financial abundance if suppose they've had several failed businesses or they've been poor all their life and they really don't, they have that mental barrier, the self-limited beliefs that I can't make a lot of money. What can they do? Yeah. So that's a very specific person. So I'm going to speak directly to like if you've had a similar experience to that. Mm -hmm. So first thing you have to know is that the way that the universe works, let's say, okay, let me rewind. I'm going to rewind to like before you're even in a body and you're just a soul and you're like, I'm going to come to the earth and have this life and this is what I want to learn. Okay, so a lot of times when you want to learn abundance and you want to really feel that and embody that in your life, the only way you can do that fully and really appreciate it is when you've also experienced the opposite. So in the beginning part of your life, you might go through some financial struggle. You might be born into a poor family. You might try some business ideas. It doesn't work. You get defeated. You're feeling stressed around money. You're feeling... um just like a heavy energy around money, right? But that's actually prepping you to manifest so much money because the contrast, the the yearning for it, the aching for it is causing you to ask the universe for so much money, like more than someone who's just like, oh, fine about money, right? So this is like setting the stage for your wealth. It's, it's, the, it's the contrast before the expansion. So just know... I always call the contrast step zero in the manifesting process. 
that's what causes us to want what we want. When we don't have what we need or what we want, we're like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I need out of life, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful thing. So I would say separate your past from your future because what you've been able to do up until now is not an accurate reflection of what you can do moving forward. And if you insist that like, oh, this is how it's always been, business never works out for me, I'll always be poor, then yes, that's what you're going to keep recreating for yourself. But truly, each moment is a new moment. So if you can be like, okay, right now is a clean slate. Yeah, sure. In the past, I wasn't great at business. Yeah, sure. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. But that doesn't have to be the money story. That's literally the first page of your money story. You still have the rest of your life to get great at business and marketing and pursue different businesses. Like if you talk to any entrepreneur, probably their first idea was not the one that like made them super rich. Right. So there is a journey. There is a learning curve. Entrepreneurship is tough. (laughs) Can definitely be tough, especially mentally and like. We make it mean things about ourselves that it necessarily doesn't. And for those people out there who have had it rough with money, just know you have set the stage to have so much money energetically. So in your vortex, so to speak, in your future is a lot of money. <laughs> so how do we go from the past to the future, right? That's, that is a process that can be honestly very custom to the individual, but like the basic steps would be setting the intention for how much money or more importantly, like how you want your lifestyle to be. And most importantly, how you'll be feeling because the manifestation game is all about becoming an energetic alignment to what you want. So if you want more money so you can feel abundant, that would mean you're not necessarily only after the money. That's like the surface desire, but your genuine desire is to feel abundant, right? Or maybe you want to feel secure. You want to feel successful. Then you got to go back and ask yourself, okay, if I'm really after these feelings and if I feel these feelings more, I'll become a vibrational match to the money what is stopping me from feeling these feelings now and how can i start cultivating more of them now before the money comes slash while the money is coming or while i'm creating it and don't say you can't feel how you want to feel because you don't have the money because that's a cop-out right (laughs) it's like saying oh i can't feel um i can't feel you know whatever i can't feel love until i'm in a relationship it's like well Uh, that's not true you can love yourself you can feel love from your dog you can feel love from your family your friends like there are ways to feel how you want to feel now and then once you do that for long enough you'll become a vibrational match to the money and the million dollar ideas are going to come and then you got to take action on those and then you keep going in the direction and you don't give up and you don't make failure mean that you're a failure or that it's never going to work right Mm -hmm. if you fail and you say oh that one didn't work moving on that's a very different energy than oh i failed i'm never going to be able to do it this always happens to me and then you're going to stop yourself you bring up a good point about having a financial abundant mindset before actually having money i'm not sure if you're aware of tony robbins do you know who tony robbins is I went to one of his seminars in Miami with 10,000 people. Mm. Life-changing. Life-changing seminar. He talks about his story on when 
in in his early years in business when he didn't have any money, when he was in debt, when uh, he couldn't pay rent, you know, they were going to kick him out of his apartment because he wasn't paying rent for months. And one of his friends owed him, I think, two, three thousand dollars. He didn't pay him back. He's not returning his phone calls and he only has ten, fifteen dollars in his pocket. He goes to a buffet and he pays for the buffet. He sees like a little six-year-old boy with his mom. He goes up to that little six-year-old boy. He's like, hey, I want you to treat your mom to dinner. And he hands him the rest of the money. And that, that's all the money he had. He goes out. He's like, well, I don't know how I'm going to survive now. He comes home to an envelope full of money of his friend returning back a couple thousand dollars plus interest that he owed him. So that just shows you that once you let go of the scarcity of anything, not just money, but anything in life, things can come back tenfold. Yeah, it's so true. And it's really like a journey of trusting, right? Mm -hmm. It's sometimes hard to trust the process or trust that more will come or trust that the opportunity will open up. But I mean, it's either your options, if you don't know how it's going to happen, are either to trust that it will and keep going forward or to drive yourself crazy believing that it won't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, those are your options. So like, do you want to drive yourself crazy and make yourself feel bad and make yourself feel like a failure? Or would you rather choose to believe that, you know, there's more somewhere, money is mm -hmm. everywhere. It's just a matter of tapping into it. And it's just a matter of finding your favorite way to create it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very true. Now, what are some of your favorite activities to do for manifestation? Yeah, so I'm a big journaler. I'm mm -hmm. sure you noticed in the My Pocket Guide to Manifestation that there's a lot of journal prompts. There's a lot of Absolutely. writing exercises mm -hmm. you can do. I think there's something so magical about putting pen to paper and writing down your vision for your life. They say statistically that it's way more likely to happen, your goals, if you write them down. I don't know the exact percentage. But I think it's also a beautiful metaphor of like turning thoughts into things and making like the non-physical physical right away by putting your vision on a piece of paper. So for that reason, I also created my other book, which is a manifesting journal called Letters to the Universe. Mm -hmm. And personally, whenever I want to go to manifest something, one of the first things I do is I whip out my manifesting journal and I'm like, okay, universe, here's what's next. Like, here's what we're creating. I, I'm super excited to feel these ways and I'm really looking forward to this happening in my life. And uh, sometimes I'll use more of like, I'm excited energy and language, or sometimes I'll just put myself straight there in future pace and be like, okay, once I have this thing, how am I feeling? What am I doing? What does my life look like? Um, who's with me? You know, what are the activities? How does it look where I am? And I think this is really great for people who like writing or people who are very visual in their mind. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I sometimes like this better than only visualizing in your mind is because when you do it on paper, it takes longer to write it out by hand. Like describing a scene by hand is going to take a lot more time than just thinking it through in your mind really fast, right? And that time that you're putting into feeling into the future that energy that you're putting into your manifestation, the more seconds you're doing it, the more time you're doing it, the more energetic momentum you're building up. Mm 
So sometimes it's even better than just a hypnosis or a meditation to sit down and write out how you want your life to be, how you're going to be feeling. Let's say if you want to manifest love, like things that you and your partner do for fun, how they make you feel. Um, That's something I did to manifest my fiance and he's awesome. We're about to get married in like three months, I think, which is crazy. Um, But Yeah. Whenever I have a new dream, I whip out the journal and I get into like the visualization, but on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to remember when you're writing down the life that you want, not to limit yourself. Yeah. Because when I first did this, I think I was 21 or 22 years old. I read a book called Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And I would write down exactly how I want my life and every area of my life. And when we're growing up, we're told this is not realistic. This is not realistic. So sometimes people write down only what they believe is realistic to them. But in reality, if you just write down exactly what you want without limiting yourself to those things, then I believe you're capable of doing a lot more. Yeah, I like that approach, especially for people who are good at putting others' opinions aside and just dreaming big. So if that feels natural to you to go all the way there, that is great. And then a piece of advice for people who feel like, well, if I say what I really want, I'm just going to feel like sad that I don't have it yet, right? Because that can definitely happen too when you get into the manifesting space. Mm -hmm. For those people, I would say maybe keep it a little less like, not so crazy and big. Like Mm -hmm. if you look at it and you feel like, oh, that would never happen to me, maybe just make it a little more realistic so that you can at least feel open to the possibility. Because like a Mm -hmm. huge manifesting thing that gets in people's way or a huge kind of like, I think this is honestly like a lie in the manifestation space is that you have to believe that it's going to happen to you 1000%, right? All the the self-help mind hackers are like, you gotta believe, you gotta believe. And I do think it's helpful to believe. If you believe, it's probably going to happen. But I think as long as you're just open to the possibility, I think it can still happen. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't remember if it was an interview I was watching or reading, but I remember the Obamas. They were talking about how like, yeah, we weren't really sure if Barack was going to be able to become president. Like we thought it would be possible, but we didn't think it was like probable. We didn't actually think that was really, really, really like, the the best case scenario we didn't think that was actually going to happen right crazy i didn't know that yeah on a soul level of course he knew that like that was going to happen but in his mind he wasn't like thousand percent certainty yes i'm going to become president he was like well i want to so i'm going to do this but we'll see how it turns out so i think people just need to be reminded that like as long as you're open to the possibility that is enough to start getting your energy going in the right direction and for miracles to come to you. Just don't block them off by saying it's not possible for me or it's not possible because X, Y, Z. Like instead of arguing for your limitations, you know, argue for why it is possible, why you do deserve that, why it would be awesome to experience that and then go from there. Now, has there ever been a time where you tried to manifest and it didn't happen? I think it's too soon to tell okay. because I feel like everything that I've been manifesting is manifesting. I'm seeing progress of it. 
But I've never been like, oh, I want to be a billionaire tomorrow. And then, yeah, if I said that, it probably wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. But I have set the intention of, you know, we're we're becoming multimillionaires. It's all happening. And like it is happening. It's all unfolding. So honest. Probably the only part where I've been stuck is sometimes with like injuries. So I was actually training my whole life to be a professional ballerina. And this was part of what led to the depression. I injured my back really bad and my hip was like really messed up too. Mm -hmm. And so obviously these are like two major parts of the body that you can't really like be a professional dancer without them working well. And so that was something that, you know, I was manifesting my whole life to be this professional ballet dancer. And then I got injured and it didn't pan out. But I think when things don't pan out, it's because something better, like the universe might have a better plan than you. So if I was a professional ballet dancer, I wouldn't be writing all these books and teaching people how to live their best life and living the life that I'm living now. So one could say it was a failed manifestation or one could say that the universe had a better plan. I had a I had a podcast mentor. So I had a, another podcast called Teenage Impact before. And one of my mentors, he was 19 or 18 at that time. He played football in high school. He got injured and almost paralyzed for life. And he was out of commission for about six months. He was depressed, but then started podcasting. And eventually he started uh, interviewing Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, Larry King, all these really successful entrepreneurs now he has his own business but you just never know it you go through some type of injury uh, you see a lot of professional athletes go through it all the time and they just take that injury as it is and turn it into something great like you did yeah and i think with manifestation people can get really almost like power hungry over their life and become like micromanagers and think that, oh, I can just manifest the crap out of every aspect of my life and I'll always know what's going to come, right? I'm always going to be in control. And like, that's just not the nature of life. You're not always in control. This is a co-creative mm -hmm. dance with your life, with the universe. And <laughs> honestly, there's so many more points of attraction than just your thoughts in your mind. Mm -hmm. Like we're taught, oh, your thoughts create things, which yes, is true. But also what's creating your life is how you're feeling, how you're not allowing yourself to feel, um, traumas that you've experienced, dreams that you've always had, intentions that your soul set before you even came here that you probably don't even remember. You're here to fulfill. You have many, many points of attraction. So you're not only creating from what you want and your conscious thoughts in your mind, you're also creating from all different aspects of your being. So, of course, you're not always going to know what's coming next and you can't control every little thing. And I think sometimes me, myself included, I'm guilty of this. We get um, so into manifestation at first because we want to control everything. <laughs> and that's just too much. <laughs> now, going off of that, what do you what would you say the do's and don'ts of manifestation are like just a couple in each category? Yeah, so I would say do's are 
do take inspired action towards your goals. So don't just expect it to like land at your door like an Uber Eats delivery, although that is beautiful and that happens. You know, we can want something that we need and we order it on Amazon and there it is, right? Like it doesn't have to be so hard. But I would encourage people to take action on their dreams, not just think it's going to happen by itself. And I would encourage people to troubleshoot their beliefs. So notice what you are thinking, um, how you feel towards the subject matter of what you're trying to create. And if your thoughts and your feelings are not in alignment with you having that or attaining that, how do you need to shift them so they're more supportive so that you do feel that it's possible so that you do feel that it can happen for you? Um, So troubleshooting your beliefs, taking inspired action, and also doing your manifestation work when you're feeling good. Like a lot of people try to go into it when they're feeling down and they're feeling desperate and they really want to change their life. But like, that's not the best time to do your intention setting work. The best time to do your intention setting work is when you're like, waking up on the right side of bed, you just had a great workout, you had a nice breakfast, it's sunny outside, you're feeling good. And you're like, yeah, I'm excited for life. I'm excited what's possible. Let me get into my scripting journal and write a letter to the universe. Like that's a good time when you have aligned energy and good momentum to do the intention setting work. And then when you're not feeling like that, that's your opportunity to just love yourself Take it easy. Give yourself some grace, some patience until your vibration comes back up again naturally in time, which it will because your vibration is always fluctuating. So those would be like three do's and a couple of don'ts would be like, well, we kind of did cover some do's and don'ts in that. But I feel like one of the biggest don'ts is don't base what's possible for you on (laughs) what other people say you can or can't do. (laughs) Especially here at Dreamers University, there's going to be a lot of people who might discourage you from going for it or usually they don't come from a bad place. They just think you're going to end up disappointed and they don't want you to be disappointed. They don't want to see you cry. So they're like, oh, just don't do it, you know. But that's just them um, inflicting or like infringing their belief system onto you. So what do you actually feel in your heart is possible? If you have an idea in your mind that really lights you up and feels aligned, it's not there for nothing. It's there for a reason. It's there for you to move towards it and act on it. And maybe that's your purpose. So I just want to remind people too that your desires are linked with your destiny, which I I believe I wrote about in my pocket guide to manifestation, or maybe it was letters to the universe. But in one of those books, I wrote them at the same time. So I'm like, I don't know what's in what book. Um, It's important to remember that your desires are linked with your destiny. So if you withhold your desires from yourself, you probably won't reach full capacity of where you're trying to go. So it's in your best interest to follow your desires. So a don't would be don't hold yourself back from wanting what you want. And don't pretend like you don't want what you want. (laughs) I hate when people think like, oh, manifestation is all about non-attachment. Let me just pretend like I don't want this thing. And then the universe might give it to me more. It's like, no, that's not not the name of the game. You got to own it and be like, universe, I do mother effing want this. This is what I want. I'm doing it. We're doing it. You have to own your desires too. So that's another pointer. Just to touch base on that, I know it's hard for some people to do that because maybe it could be their partner or their parents or their siblings or their best friends. When you want something like, hey, maybe I 
maybe I want to do this. Maybe I do want to be a millionaire by the age of 40 or 35 or 30, whatever, whatever that is, right? That we are conditioned to believe a certain way. And once you kind of branch off to what they're not comfortable with, sometimes they can put you down. And it's not that they want to put you down. It's they don't believe what you believe in. And it's up to you to go after that and show them, hey, this is possible. So for you to not go after what you want to, you could be doing a disservice to other people because when you go after that one thing and you achieve that goal and you achieve that dream, you can show other people that it is possible that if you dream something that you can actually believe it. Yeah, that's a great point. And I want to add to that too, that if you hold yourself back from your dreams, your goals, your true desires, usually when desires are planted in your mind, they're not just yours. We're all here together on the earth co-creating and having desires and having collective desires, right? So if I have a desire to write a book, it's probably because there are thousands to millions of people who have the desire for the answers to their problems that I'm going to write about in the book, right? So it's not just for me. It's for everybody that's involved in that desire. I want to give advice and help and teach people how to manifest and they want to learn how to manifest, right? So the desires fit together into one, both sides of the the author and the reader. So it's same thing like if you have a business idea or a nonprofit idea, think of all the people who are going to benefit from your creation. They also want you to create it. It's not just about you. So if you are holding yourself back from what you want, yeah, you're definitely doing yourself a disservice and you're not showing your friends and family what's possible. And whoever's on the receiving end of your desire is not going to receive from you if you don't mm-hmm. do it. Very good point, Kelsey. And Kelsey, I end every interview with this question because this is Dreamers University. What are your dreams? Mm. This is a great question. My dream is to be a multiple New York Times bestselling author to help millions of people to live their best life and love themselves through the process, to spend Wednesdays by my pool eating a healthy popsicle that I probably made the day before, writing my next bestseller, to have a couple kids, to live in a gorgeous, open, spacious, beautiful, luxurious home with my partner, and to travel to beautiful places and to just always be surrounded by beauty and be making the world a more beautiful place in people's minds. I love it. And then to end off the interview, I have this rapid fire questions where I'm going to ask you maybe four or five personal questions so the audience members can get to know you a little bit more and just answer in one or two sentences. Okay. Ready? Fun. Ready. Okay. Okay. Favorite book on manifestation besides your book, of course. Ooh. <laughs> this is hard. Um, I would say in the beginning, like bring it back to the basics, probably Ask and It Is Given by Abraham Hicks. Asking. But Ask and It Is Given. Ask and It Is Given. Okay. Favorite Netflix show. Hmm. Favorite Netflix show. 
Actually, lately I've been watching Apple TV. I've been watching Ted Lasso. That's a great one. Ted Lasso. Okay. Favorite hobby. Mm, besides writing, yoga, working out, gym. I love it. You got to work out. Role model. Hmm. Depends for what, but I think Audrey Hepburn has always been a big inspiration for me because she was a multi-passionate individual. She was an actress. She was a model. She was a singer. She was a dancer, and she was so beautiful. And she like touched the lives and improved the lives of so many people. And if today was your last day on Earth, what would you do besides spend it obviously with family and your fiance? Yeah, so I would definitely do that. I would eat whatever I wanted without feeling bad about it, and I would spend a lot of time in the sun because I need the sunshine. Awesome! I love it, Kelsey. Thank you so much for sharing all your manifestation tips and activities that you would do to create your own dream life. Very beneficial. I'm actually going to spend some time in the next week. Answering some of the questions that you listed out on financial abundance and make your dreams possible. So I really do appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too. Thanks for having me on, and this has been a great way to spend a Saturday morning. And where can people find you? Yeah, people can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Kelsey Aida.、Um, people can find my books at all major booksellers if you just search Kelsey Aida. Um, my website's kelseyaida.com, so that's where you can find my retreats, my coaching, the books,、uh, blog articles, so many blog articles, and the podcast High Vibe in It. And today was definitely high vibes. So <laughs> that's right, we bring in the high vibes around here. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Dreammakers! Welcome to the summary section of my interview with Kelsey Aida. What does manifestation mean to you, dreammakers? Because manifestation for me is about thinking and visualizing something you want to happen in your life, and you find a way to make it happen. Everyone has a different definition of manifestation. Now, from my interview with Kelsey, here are the four questions I got out of. That you should ask yourself if you want to manifest something, whether it's better health, better relationships, more money, the your dream career, more money in your business. Here are the four questions. Number one: Where are you right now? Currently in your life, where are you right now? I want you to be brutally honest with yourself. Are you dead broke? Are you in a toxic relationship? Maybe your health is not the best. Write it down and write down where are you in life right now. Second, where do you want to go? Maybe you want to be filled with energy. Maybe you want to make six figures. Maybe you want a job as a programmer at Google. Maybe you want to open up a side hustle, making an extra three to five thousand dollars a month on top of your job. Maybe you want to manifest a, a great partner who treats you right. Number three, third question you want to ask yourself: 
What's holding you back from getting there? What are the habits that you are doing right now that is not aligned with where you want to be? What are the thoughts that's holding you back? Who are the people you are surrounding yourself that's holding you back? That may be negative. It could be friends, family members, other loved ones, maybe your boss or your coworkers. What are the things that you are consuming on social media that's holding you back? And then the last question you must ask yourself is what do you need to do to get there? What habits do you need to partake in? Maybe you need to wake up an extra one to two hours earlier so you can do your side hustle. Maybe you need to drive straight from work to the gym so you're motivated to work out. Maybe you need to join certain networking groups. Maybe you need to make an extra hour of sales phone calls. Maybe you need to hire a certain mentor. What do you need to do in order to get there? So dream makers, I, I, want, I want to hear from you. I want, I want to know what is what was your favorite tip that Kelsey mentioned in this manifestation interview. I want you to DM me on Instagram at Shlomo Salson. I've been having Dreamers University for about three months, and I need your help. Uh, I, If you have an Apple phone, go on Apple Podcasts, rate and review my podcast. I'm trying to reach as many people as possible. Thank you so much for listening, and until the next episode, peace.